Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Welcome back to the Branding of Video podcast where we help you to grow your podcast on YouTube, scale your business, and make an impact. I'm really excited about today's session because today we're going behind the scenes and looking at a coaching session that I actually did with one of my clients because I wanted to show you what it's like to get coaching one-on-one. And throughout the call, there were a lot of important points that were covered that I feel like all of you are going to benefit from. So just be aware this is a video coaching call. So there are a couple of times where I share my screen and I walk through some of the things there. So this video will be coming out on YouTube if you want to watch it. Also be doing short clips like this where I interrupt the coaching session to explain what you're seeing there. That way you're not missing anything if you are just listening on the audio podcast. A few of the things that you're going to learn today are one, how long should your videos be on YouTube? We'll also cover how to promote your courses or your coaching in a way that adds value to your videos rather than taking away from it. And then we're also going to cover how to get viewers from other platforms onto YouTube because this particular creator has an incredible following over on TikTok and we're trying to help her to move some of them over to YouTube. Make sure you have a notepad. You're going to want it for this one. Let's dive in. I think this is something I still struggle with to this moment is okay. whether or not to script on YouTube. I think I hear about it a lot. I'm actually even thinking about like recently I've been doing some TikTok videos and <clears throat> they've been longer form and I don't necessarily script them, but I outline them. Um, it's okay. a lot easier for me to like obviously cut out the fluff when I'm like doing a TikTok video. But when a YouTube, I want to like not have to cut out pretty much like anything. If I'm going to talk, I just want to cut yeah. out pauses, right? And like and mess ups, but not like because it doesn't make sense. And so that's like yeah. the problem I run into with YouTube right now is like it's making the actual point make sense versus um, getting like the amount of content because I can record a 25 minute video, but does mm-hmm. you, does it all make sense together when putting it together? A lot of the times not. So I have to cut it short rather than making it a longer video. So what are your tips? With okay. That? Yeah. So I think... And really, this comes down to your style. And it sounds like you can kind of do both, but maybe just outlining and kind of ad-libbing is more your strong suit than accurate. Okay. I don't, don't like, I wouldn't force yourself into something that's uncomfortable. And especially like your videos on YouTube. I know that we talked before, like longer because you're coming from TikTok to YouTube. Um, don't force a video length. If you're like, hey, this like, and I'm looking at your channel. So there are a couple of things like every video should have a job. And so for one of these, like how to read your analytics, that's like a tutorial how-to type. I don't want 20 minutes on a tutorial how-to type. I want you to get it right to it. And so three minutes is probably pretty, like a good length for that. Like I, I don't know how basic or how like how advanced you went, but like if someone is searching that, how to read your TikTok analytics, yeah. they want quick. They probably don't know a whole lot. And... You know, you can then like you always like give them 80% of the information uh-huh. and then lead them to another video. And so, you know, if you're like, here's how to read your TikTok analytics. And then one of the problems is like people aren't watching my videos long enough. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, bef- don't add that in the video. Say, you know, one of the problems is not knowing how to apply your analytics and get people watching longer. So in this video right here, I cover that and then send them into the next one. Um, but you also have... You have five minutes here. You have 11 minutes here. Like it, it really depends. Each each video should have a job. And so if you are describing like your strategy overall for TikTok and how it relates to building a personal brand or making money or you know being a better creator, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can't cover that in three minutes. So yeah. 10, 15, 20 minutes is just fine. Uh, yeah. But don't don't force it. Don't script it and make it perfect. Just just be you and you don't script your videos normally. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Okay. So just outlines. 
Um, okay, yeah. then with that, um, what's the best way you would say to like pitch a course of some sort at like an end of a video, like just pitching, you know, like yeah. would, it, would it be, or would you recommend doing like in the middle of a video, you know, and stuff. So you like the retention rate is higher. Like what would be the recommendation there? Just like now going towards launch and everything. Yeah. So the one thing we talked about before we started recording, so you have a new TikTok course, which is super exciting because you have amazing content. Like I've learned a ton from watching your stuff and from meeting with you and talking with you. So, um, you know, anyone listening needs to go check out your TikTok course promoting a course these are this is hard because youtube likes people to watch longer so when you direct them away sometimes that can be bad sometimes it's okay the way i would recommend you do it is so you have this open loop with your video essentially like you've started and you've introduced here's the journey we're going to go on and maybe it's top three tips and so if you're on tip three they know that the loop is about to close and if it closes they're going to leave that video which is usually why you want to leave that little gap like we mentioned before like hey we didn't quite finish everything here's the next video and it's like oh dang it like i need to go watch that out of the video do the same thing in the middle and so if you've covered tip number one and your course relates to tip number one you you just throw it in there as a value add not like a hey here's my course go buy it interrupted your pattern but it's like, hey, tip number one is, you know, here's how to make the best type of content. Yeah. If you want to dive deeper into this, I actually created a course on this. You can check out the description below. Mm, okay. Then you go tip number two. Or you say, hey, we're about to cover tip number two. But I did want to let you know, if you want to dive deeper into tip number one, I created a full course on this. Go check the description and you can really dive in and get all of the benefit from that. But tip number two is, see, it's this mini loop that you close and open, if that makes yeah. sense. Okay, got it. And then um, I actually have been working with Loom a lot because of my course and everything. So okay. what's your ideas with yeah. like filming a video like that Loom style, you know, like obviously doing some type of intro of like, you know, today I'm going to walk you through like my content creation process, you know, and then like I take them through like organizing my videos to scheduling mm -hmm. or to, you know, planning them, scheduling them, et cetera. So is that something that you think could be successful, you know, in terms of, you know, I don't know. Cause like, I feel like I don't see that too much. People like usually talk at the camera rather than like doing screen recordings. But what do you think? No, I like that a lot. I think, and even here when we hop in here, it's like, okay, cool. I want to go ahead and share your YouTube and throw us off to the side. And I think this, this works because then I can see you know, your stuff, I can show them, say, hey, you know, if we're going to talk about this video, we should click in here and I can see all of your analytics over here. And so if I'm going to talk about your analytics, it's going to be really hard for people to follow along if I'm not actually showing them what's going on. And so if you're doing Loom and you're doing that, that screen share type, I, I think that's awesome because it's extra value. You're not just talking about something conceptually, you're showing them. It's like, hey, here's actually how I do this. And a lot of creators don't like, <laughs> they don't walk you through and say, hey, here's behind the scenes. Because sometimes behind the scenes is a little ugly. Like if you, like what you see on my camera is beautiful. Like I, I love my background. I love all this. Yeah. You don't want to see any of this or that. Like <laughs> I'm hiding everything. But if I'm doing a video and I'm saying, hey, here's my studio setup, I should probably show you what it looks like. Because it's not always clean. It's not always organized. I'm going to clean it up a little bit. But I want you to see how many different microphones I have over here. And like what I'm testing and working on because that, that helps you connect with me a little better. So if you can show them things like that, I think that's better value because they'll understand it better, but also helps them connect with you better. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then, um, I think we talked about, Oh, consistency within, okay. How important do you think consistency is within like the beginning of the video? Because I know with TikTok, 
I'm used to like very heavily starting my videos the same way, you know, and stuff. A lot of the time, yeah, people know the speed that I talk, people know a lot of the intros, my text, my fonts that I add, you know. So how important? I mean, I've been staying pretty consistent with the beginning and like the popping sound and like the pointing at me. This is Sky. I have my updated like whatever how many followers I have at the time, like little bio because people know me from TikTok. Like, how important do you think that yeah. is for each video? Do you think that's good for like branding and consistency? Yeah, so a couple of things here that you face uniquely that a lot of creators won't because you have a very, very large following on TikTok, mm -hmm. and so you want people to recognize you from TikTok. And so that having some of that at the beginning might be helpful. The problem is most people finding your video, like you want suggested to be your most most of your traffic, so meaning YouTube has suggested your video. People aren't searching it out and finding it that way. They're finding it because YouTube has suggested it some way. Yeah. And so if you do all of that at the beginning, you might lose people because they don't know who you are. They've never heard of you before. Okay. And so one thing I would do for you is let me actually, I'm going to share my screen. We'll okay. practice this a little bit. Um, but I would go into your videos and see if you're getting this. All right, here where I said, see if you're getting this, I have my YouTube studio open and I have a retention curve on one of the videos open. What this is, is it shows where people are dropping off throughout the video. And in this particular video, at the beginning of the video, I have a sharp drop of people leaving the video, which is not what you want to see. So this video has some unique things that I knew this was going to happen. I'm okay with this. But if you see how fast this drops, mm -hmm. you want at one minute to have 70% of people watching. That is, that's like, gold standard really really hard to do that's not easy to do okay. that should be your goal though so this one i did not 47 percent, not even close okay. um, but what i'm seeing here is that my intro something i'm doing is getting 25 percent of people leaving the first five first five seconds and actually more because my watch like people are re-watching the beginning okay. a little bit so like 20 what seven percent 29 whatever it is i'm losing a lot of people <laughs> you don't okay. want this um, so if you're seeing that consistently and how you do that is you just click into your video So if you click into a video on your studio, it'll look like this just click analytics mm -hmm. and then scroll down So if you're seeing that something you're doing at the beginning is losing people and if you're seeing that consistently Because and you are being consistent with that intro I would change it up and see if you can keep people for longer. Maybe just hop straight into the value and don't Don't do some of that maybe make some of that automatic with like a pop-up of like you know, managed by Sky, TikTok, you know, welcome back, whatever, yeah. but you don't say it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yep. cool. Um, okay, then I'll try that. And then, so TikTok is prioritizing longer form content as we, I mean, recently. So then nice. do you think um, a good thing to do possibly would be to like shoot on my camera and my phone at the same time, like to like try to purpose the same content, you know, and stuff and maybe just like make an outline i don't know like maybe make a double outline where like i make sure i hit certain points for obviously my phone and then at the same time like i'm going back and doing it for youtube or do you think that's too repetitive you know in terms of like what my audience because there's going to be clips that are similar obviously yeah. you know or do you think like i should get in a different outfit do it again you know or like that same day you know and stuff like even if i'm saying the same things obviously that makes a difference if people are coming over yeah. from tiktok just like what is your thought on that as like a user experience how long are you making them on tiktok that's my question what's oh, three and a half minutes long so okay. i mean i could pro i could extend that to around like eight minutes I'm yeah sure, you know so just for that... like to get more content up i was just thinking that the other mm -hmm. day because my actual video itself was 
maybe like 15 minutes long that I was editing, you know, and I felt like I was editing a mini YouTube video when I was editing it again. So yeah. I like, oh, I maybe should have like recorded this with my camera as well. Or if I should just go back and be like, oh, okay, well now this is something that I can create. I don't know which way to go. My position on this, and I've been really into video podcasting. So like if, if I'm creating a three to six minute video that I've edited for 26 hours, I have a few of those very, very edited. <laughs> If people are not watching a full six minute video and it's that high paced and that, like they're never going to listen to an hour long podcast. And so if I'm creating a 10 to 15 minute video, that's not heavily edited, maybe a little bit, but not a ton, slower paced. And they're watching five minutes plus of that. They probably want to watch a podcast of mine. Mm -hmm. And so I'm attracting a certain kind of viewer by the shorter content that I'm creating. And so if, you know, for example, on TikTok, you're creating three minute videos and they're like, I want more of this. At the end of that, you can say, if you want a full dive into this, I actually did one on YouTube and send people that way. And then it's just a basically an in-depth dive of it. And it's a 10 minute video or a 15, whatever you, whatever makes sense for you. Um, I would make sure that it is probably at least twice the length. I would say maybe even three times. Okay. Um, but I think that's that's a great way to do that because it, it it really just depends on what kind of viewer you want. If like people that watch seven second videos on TikTok and that's all they want, like they're not going to, they're not watching your stuff anyway. Cause it's long form. It's educational. It's, you know, maybe you do seven seconds, but your bread and butter is the longer, like really engage with me kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just make sure that if you would watch it on TikTok, or if you think your viewer would watch it on TikTok and they would want more that you're making that style of video. I think that's, I think it's a great idea. Okay, cool. And then, um, oh, the intro video. And what are the components you think that that should include? You know, especially with me having a following on TikTok, should I introduce myself as starting on there? Like, you know, am I trying to prove credibility or am I trying just to get my personality out there? Like, what's the goal with that intro video to make one? Yeah, so you mean like the trailer on yeah. your channel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that one, honestly, I've swapped my video on there quite a bit um usually i'll throw up like if you don't have one right now i would just go in there and click um you know customize channel so here we're talking about how to customize the channel trailer which is that big first video when you go to your youtube page and what i'm showing here is that if you go to your youtube page and you're logged in there is a little button that says customize channel you can click it and you can change that channel trailer is what it's called that main video that the people see you can select one for returning subscribers and you can select one for people who have never subscribed to your channel the two videos i'm referencing here one is a two and a half minute video talking about video Video podcasts on YouTube which is a new feature it's very very short to the point great for a channel trailer because it's an introduction to the type of content that I create it's short it's sweet if people click on it and leave quickly it's not really going to hurt my channel all that much but the other video that I mentioned was a 55 minute video podcast with Chris Doe which is absolutely amazing I don't want people clicking on that and leaving soon that's not a great introduction to me that's a great way to get engaged with my content and learn and grow so you don't want a super long video there but you want a great video that really shows what people are going to see on your channel so if you have clips from any of your video podcasts or you have other videos that are shorter that just pack a lot of value those are the videos you're going to want to put there like i used to have a channel trailer but i don't anymore um so in here this is the video right now because youtube just released a you know a feature for youtube podcasts mm -hmm. and so i'm like okay cool well i talk about that quite a bit let's pop that in there uh, but it was a new one and so maybe i'll go in here customize channel and i'm going to change it to maybe my newest video so yeah both of these for haven't subscribed who have subscribed 
Um, you could, for those who have sub- haven't subscribed, mm-hmm. say something like, hey, like here are the things that I do, 90-second video. Or you could just find a video that has some views that you're proud of that you want to get views on and kind of just encompasses your channel. Test it. Like this okay. is my newest one. I probably wouldn't put this because this is a 45-minute video. And for those who have never seen me before, they probably don't want to watch a 45-minute video right off the bat. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So... But there's one down here somewhere, right here, Christo. Um, it's 15 minutes, so it's longer. But a lot of my stuff is long form. And so maybe I'll put that there. And then for those who are returning, I'm going to put my latest video because I want to get more views on it. So yeah. go ahead and just change that. And then hop over here and you can see the video's changed now. So now it's Christo. Got so. It. I, I don't think you need a dedicated trailer. You can. That was best practice for a long time. It still does work really well if you're trying to get you're trying to give someone a nugget and say, Hey, subscribe to my channel. But you don't have to. Got it. Okay. And then um yeah. so in terms of not even just monetization from YouTube, but in terms of like affiliate links and stuff, what do you think is the best way yeah. to link those in a description of some sort that's like at the very bottom? Do you mention it in the video, like the end, like make sure to shop my affiliate? Like what's the best way to continuously, like just in case something were to go viral, like make sure that you're making mm-hmm. money off of it of some sorts? Yeah. So if there's something important, so like your course, your course is, it's a new launch. You want to make sure that your link is above the fold. So like in the description, I think you have 150 characters before it's covered up essentially before they have to click more. Um, So if you put new course launch, put your link there, they're going to see that. Mm -hmm. If you have something else where it's like, here are the apps that I use, here are the cameras that I use, things like that. um, And you don't mention them, put them way at the bottom, like Mm. just above hashtags. I don't know if we'd, can't remember if we covered hashtags. Hashtags at the very bottom, links that you don't mention above that, all of the text, anything in your description that you're kind of talking through what your video is about. But if there are links that you've said, hey, check this out, you know, I've linked this in the description, you want that to be a little higher up so it's easier to find. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I include like links to all of my camera gear in a lot of, in most of my videos um, because I get questions on that all the time. So you can absolutely put stuff like that in on the off chance that someone's down there and they click it. But if you mention it, you definitely want to make it easy to find and, and click on. Got it. Okay. So on that point then with hashtags, how many do you recommend? I haven't, I don't think I've been putting them on my night at all. So yeah. What do you recommend? Mo- <laughs> yeah. So most people don't even use hashtags. I, in fact, I, the only reason I learned about this was because I worked with a marketing agency that she was trained by YouTube. Um, uh-huh. and this was something that they covered. But if you see right here, um, there's three hashtags right above the title. Um, Those, so only three are going to show up. Um, You can, when I was working with them, they said best practice was like five or six. I don't know why, because only three of them show up. Your videos will show up in those hashtags, but YouTube is not, right now, the hashtag feature isn't super big. Like, Mm -hmm. so if I click on this, 112 videos or 122 videos is all. So, and he's got millions of subscribers. So his stuff is in here. Like, I don't even, I don't see any of my videos in here, even though I've used it. Like, oh, there you go, down here. Um, I don't, I don't search with hashtags on YouTube. I don't know many people that do. And so it might become important in the future. Right now, I don't, I see it as like a just in case kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about um, pieces. I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
So like it, if it's going to be extra work and you're like, this is going to make things a little more like, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, to search those, you do go to YouTube type hashtag and then type, like start typing the hashtag. If it exists, it'll populate as hashtag, whatever you're, you're, um, searching. If it doesn't exist, it won't. So yeah, just don't. So it's, do you need it? Probably not. Yeah. It might become something in the future, but it's, I think they're just copying other platforms when they did that. I'm curious on your thoughts with like, um, like TikTok and YouTube being competitors now, because I feel that was actually, Mm -hmm. this is one of my topics I've written out, but like about like, I feel like they've already overthrown Instagram, you know, like they've been there, done that. Like Instagram's already formed now to TikTok. They did what they had to do. You know, and like YouTube in a sense is conforming with their shorts, right? And they have certain things. So like, what is your thoughts then for a creator or somebody wanting to, you know, because I came to you wanting to come to YouTube because it's seen as Mm -hmm. this like glamorized, I think, platform because people make so much money off of it, you know, and stuff. And so what do you think is like, I guess not even the best use of time, but what do you think is kind of like that? Like, do you think it's better for a creator to kind of do what I did in terms of like grow a TikTok and bring them over to YouTube like immediately? Where like, I haven't even really pitched my YouTube too much to my audience, which I know I can, but it's just, I'm too yeah. busy right now. But like, do you think it's better to go that way? Or do you think that immediately starting with YouTube is something that somebody can get used to? But like also again, like long form content, if they're not used to it, like what do you think is the easier transition like with people you've worked with and stuff? And honestly, this is case by case, I think, because... I've done okay on TikTok. You know, I went from 100 to 28K in 30 days. I'm at like 34, 35,000 right now. I wouldn't say I'm great at TikTok. It's it's a struggle for me to make good TikTok videos. And when I do, they're more YouTube shorts than a TikTok video because it's polished. It's like I'm coming from a YouTube background. And what works well as a YouTube short is not going to work well as a TikTok and vice versa. It's different mindset. And so... Like I can make TikToks, but I'm not great at it. And so if you're in that and you're like, I love the video production, I want it to be polished, I, I like YouTube, I would I would start with YouTube. I'm not saying don't do TikTok, but lean into your strengths. If you're like, I don't know how to film, I don't have a camera, I just have a phone, like that raw connection, that like yeah. underproduced feel is really what's expected on TikTok. And so if that's where you want to start, you're gonna learn tons of skills, you're gonna grow faster. Mm-hmm. Um and you can tra- you can translate either way, but you need to lean into your strengths that way. Like you have a large audience on TikTok, and so we're taking your learnings from TikTok into YouTube because you do have video editing and other you know production skills as a background. Yeah. But you figured out TikTok really really well, and so yeah. if you were to say like tactically, which is more you know taking the human element out of this, I would say that if you grow a large you or TikTok following, you're going to grow. YouTube faster. Um, I wouldn't think that you're going to grow a large TikTok following from YouTube, mm-hmm. but you can grow a large YouTube following from TikTok. People are always going to want to hear more rather than hear less. You know, I think is yep. that, that kind of thing. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah. So if I'm on, if YouTube's my platform, where I'm going to go is podcasts. I'm not going to yeah. go TikTok. If I'm on TikTok, I'll go up to YouTube. I might go to podcasts, but probably I'm going to want that. Like if YouTube's or if TikTok's my favorite platform, I'm probably going to want the 10 to 15 as my long form, not for me, long form is an hour plus basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what's more important do you think, do you, would you prioritize uh, like consistency over quality of content? Like and not value in terms of what you're offering to your audience, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, 
um, I guess, like, filming and editing and stuff like that. Like, I recently hired somebody, but this is just more of a general question, I think, is just, like, because yeah. I think with TikTok, like, for me, I recommend that people just, like, kind of sprint in the beginning because you have to learn a lot. And so is that, like, a YouTube thing, like, from somebody starting, like, you just need to post whatever the hell you can and then you just, you know, and then you figure it out, like, after analyzing things? Or is it very much, like, you have to know what you're doing from day one? Yeah, no, I think it's... When when I talk about content creation, especially for YouTube, I think there's phases because people are like, well, is it quality or quantity? I'm like, both <laughs> at the I right time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like and very much like you sprint at the beginning, I think is great advice. I, I think everyone in them has 50 crappy videos that you just need to get out. Like it's yeah. it, you don't want to hear that. But, you know, I bought a course. I went through weeks. I bought video. Well, I, I had my smartphone, but I bought you know, lighting, I bought a cheap lab mic and I have a lot to spend, but did what I could. That video is so terrible. Like it is, is awful. Like it's on a different channel that most people can't find. So I'm good with it, but like it's terrible. Like, even though I I did everything I possibly could, and that wasn't the first video I ever made either. Um, but it it was bad. And so my first 30 videos on there were pretty bad, but I had been making videos before that. You just kind of got to find your voice, find what works. Um, I say, you know, make volume or make a volume of content, get the crappy ones out of the way, and then focus on the quality once you know what you don't know and focus on quality for a long time until you're able to scale the volume. Um, and that's that's kind of the thought I have for YouTube. Um, but it really does depend. Like if you're, if for example, if you're a thought leader or a business leader, like if you're sharing really, like if you were to dig into how to run a TikTok business, Production value is not going to matter nearly as much as the content value. And so you could do literally zero editing on a 30 to 60 minute video talking about how to run a TikTok business. People are not going to care one bit. They're going to care about the information. For me, on the other hand, I'm talking about how to make better looking, better sounding videos. So if my if I don't have at least some like really high production value, maybe switching angles, be real like at least a little bit throughout a 30 to 60 minute video, people are like, are you really that good? I have my setup so that this angle is high quality enough that I think I could not, but there's a barrier to entry because of what I'm talking about. Because of what you're talking about, I don't think you need the production. If you want to keep people's attention for six minutes or under, production is really important because they have a short attention span because they're, I'm expecting to be here for six minutes, but if your video is 25 minutes, I, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to give her a chance. I'm going to at least you know, half the video. Yeah. Not everybody, but it's like, I'm going to give you... 30 50 percent of the video to see if i'm really where i need to be on a six minute video that's one or two minutes yeah. <laughs> on a 25 minute video is longer so yeah so then with um for example you know a lot of people on tiktok or i've even done this making it conversational by like kind of doing things while i'm talking you know and stuff and like mm-hmm. whether i'm doing makeup or i'm like making my coffee in the morning or i'm getting dressed you know and stuff is do you think that's a tactic on youtube where like you kind of come along like say i want it to be like I don't know, again, TikTok's, like, on the fly, right? That's how you want it to feel. But yeah. like, YouTube is like, okay, like, today we're going to talk about this. Does that seem like it's not important enough for me to sit down and talk to you? You know, like, that, like, it, it kind of lacks that importance or that quality time with somebody or, like, with your viewer? Or do you think it adds to the experience with them going through, like, your coffee making while you're giving tips and stuff? Like, what do you think works better in terms of, like, a thought leader? Like, I would say, like, an in, industry yeah. leader of what I'm doing and not just a vlogger, you know, or somebody who's just showing what they're doing, you know, and stuff. Yeah. 
I think I think that works really well for TikTok because it is it's that raw connection. Like that people want, they don't want the overproduced. Like mm-hmm. the reason people move from Instagram to TikTok is, I want to be able to relate to you. I want to feel like I'm in your daily life. Mm-hmm. I feel like YouTube, and and we talked about this a little bit. Catherine Manning is kind of the one that I feel like fits the style you're after, or at least that I I pictured your style as when we yeah. first met. Um, and she does a little bit of that, but it's very, it's like, Hey, I've, I've got my coffee and I'm, I'm sitting down to take time out and talk with you. I'm not doing other things and paying attention halfway. Um, I feel like that's more the mindset and you probably are going to find, I mean, things are always changing. So you might find that people want more of the raw connection, but I feel like it is kind of what you said. It's like, Hey, I'm, I'm not paying attention to you fully. Um, Whereas like if you're making coffee and maybe, maybe it is a little bit of that, but not a ton where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm taking time out of my day because I have something important to share with you versus I'm just getting this video in while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Do do the, do the actions while making a TikTok video and then go sit down with whatever you just did and then go talk to your YouTube Mm -hmm. video. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. In the same flow. You can be like, okay, now that we're Mm -hmm. doing that TikTok video and I can edit that later, let me record my YouTube video while I'm sitting on the couch drinking my coffee. Yeah. And that might actually be a good flow into like, if you're talking about something at short for TikTok, and then you talk about it in long form on YouTube, like in the TikTok, like, all right, I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to give you the long version. I'm going to go record the long version for YouTube right now. Or like, like however you want to do that. Like, okay, we're going to go film, Mm -hmm. film some more information on this or something. It's a good idea. Yeah. I feel like same hair, same Mm -hmm. everybody. And it makes that like comfy community feeling like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I just basically walked to the couch with Sky after she made her coffee, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think that, especially for how you do that'll work really, really well. I think the hard thing for you is TikTok doesn't like people leaving, and so some of your videos are going to kind of have to be like yeah. sacrificial lamb of like, or we're not going to get as many views, but you're going to get the hardcore, the people who really want to connect with you. Over. I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow, and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it. So this, but it takes an, a thousand subscribers, takes two years on average. And when you hit a thousand, you're in top 20% of all channels. Yeah. You have 250 K, well, you probably have more than that now. What, what do you add on TikTok now? <laughs> like closer to 300? I think 270 K right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you can get 1% over to YouTube over the next six months, all of a sudden you're in the top 15% of all channels yeah. because you used what you've already had. And honestly, I'd say good percentage if you do it right, if you do it the way we're talking about you should be able to get three to 5% over the first year or so. Um, and then you're going to pick up momentum. And so if you can get on the low end, 3% of 270, like you're almost 10 K already. So at the end of the day, I think uh, I have 300 subscribers right now and I posted three videos. So I'm like, you know, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, that's that's pretty good. But again, like it's just having them in my links. But I think that, you know, what I need to focus on is not having only the call to action be like my course, but leading people over to YouTube and like convincing them again there or not again, but like convincing them pitching there. So if I don't want to basically, if I don't want to pitch my course in a video, pitch my YouTube, you know, and stuff. And then like, yeah, then in that YouTube video, I'm leading them to pitch the course, you know, so then it's like, okay, I'm constantly trying to get you to do something, you know, I'm like constantly calling action to like buying something or visiting me on another platform and like I'm benefiting out of giving value at the end of the day you know so yeah 
what I think is really impressive about what you do and then a couple of other creators in our stand group is that yeah. so the rule you know I don't know if you've read any books by Daniel Priestley but one of the rules he has is he's like it takes 11 places of contact 11 points of contact with someone and seven hours of interaction before they trust you enough to say yes I'll buy something from you and so if you're creating three-minute videos on TikTok, that is a lot of TikTok videos that they have to watch before they're at that seven hours of interaction with you. Yeah. But if you're saying, hey, here's my three minutes, go and watch 15 minutes on YouTube, all of a sudden it doesn't take nearly as many videos before they've interacted with you enough that they're like, okay, I'm going to buy your course. Yeah. But on a three-minute video, which, what's impressive to me is you as TikTok coaches are able to say, hey, go buy my course in my profile, and people do. The, nobody does that on mine. Like, I, know. I haven't figured that out. <laughs> nobody does it on mine. Yeah. You guys are able to do that really well. And so, um, but I think you'll have even better success if you put YouTube in as part of that loop. You know, again, like, don't close the loop on your TikTok video. Make that closed loop. Hey, over on YouTube, we have this. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see a lot more sales that way. So. Yeah. And then one thing I did recently, I don't know if this is useful, um, and is actually how I made my first course sale actually too, is I did a YouTube live stream. So I did a exclusive YouTube live stream. So I made it unlisted. And so people had to have a yeah. link, but I had them register on um, Kajabi. And then as soon as they register on Kajabi, they received the YouTube link. And so I pitched it on my Instagram stories. I did one dedicated post to it on TikTok. I deleted it now because it's past, so I don't want it getting pushed out, obviously. Yeah. But I think I like two. It only got like two thousand views on TikTok because, of course, I was getting people to leave the platform, so they weren't happy about it. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. mentioned the word YouTube, so <laughs> you know. But um, <laughs> yep. in general, like I think I got like seventy registrants or something, and so that was another thing that I used YouTube for that wasn't necessarily like for a video that I was posting and stuff, mm-hmm. but that I think brought me, just even a couple subscribers, you know, out of TikTok because they were like getting something exclusive and at the same time they're like, oh, she has a YouTube channel, you know, like, well, let me subscribe yeah. to this so I can like see videos of hers and stuff. But that was something really cool that like didn't cost any money necessarily to like, cause I know that's a big thing is like, what if I want to host like, I, you know, I didn't get to have a presentation and everything, but I just got to speak at least and I got to do like exclusive mm-hmm. like audits and like a small training. And it was just cool to have the chat going and like actually be up to keep up, keep up with it rather than like a TikTok live. So I don't know if you've ever tried yeah. something like that or like if people do, but that was something that I was like, wow, like that's something that I can consistently do and make exclusive for like my super fans, right? You know, the people that like really want mm-hmm. to like learn and are really invested and then I can continuously give them exclusive offers because of how committed they are, you know, and stuff. And so it's not like yeah. I feel like I'm giving sales out all the time because I don't want to do that. You know, but that the people that mm-hmm. are committed to sitting through an hour training with me, like, yeah, you deserve a discount because I, you're going to see results, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's, that's an excellent way to use that. So I would leave that video up, the live stream, just leave it unlisted. Mm-hmm. Maybe use it as a bonus for people that are in your course. Like, hey, here's one of the trainings that we did. Um, if it's a beginner, it's like, hey, we're, I'm pitching you into the webinar. You can use it as a pre-recorded call if you want. Um, you can use, I don't know if you've ever used OBS or Ecamm, but you can get a presentation style live stream on YouTube. So you can have, share your screen, you can have the slide deck, whatever it is that you want on that. Um, but that's a great way to create super fans because when you're actually giving them value and you're making it a little more exclusive. And then you can also say, I don't know if you did this, but you can say, here's my free PDF, whatever. I've linked it in the description. If they click that, then they can be on your email list. 
and you can email them because they were clearly interested. They were at the webinar. They clicked a link in the description. If you email them again, maybe they didn't sign up. They were there with me Yeah, and then... Yeah. So, okay. So I definitely yep. will do something like that. I definitely, I didn't think about like a free guide or anything or like even like a break. I mean, I, I love a good worksheet. I don't know. Like that's very much my style yeah. because like I, I struggle with ADHD and like I need something that's going to keep me on track constantly. Yeah. And so like, if at least if I have a worksheet of some sorts, I'm like, okay, like now refer to your worksheet. Like this is where you're going to fill out that. Like I'm asking you a question, like fill it out, you know, like write it down. Like, yeah. and so I think that's another good thing. Like there can be like a, or keeps them on track or some sorts, but, um, I didn't even think, yeah. no, I think that's in order to download it. They just need to put their email in and they get it emailed immediately or something, you know? So yep. that's a, that's another yeah. good idea. But yeah, I also think that, um, SMS is a really good thing that I don't think a lot of creators mm -hmm. are, um, prioritizing. It's the word. Yeah. Prioritizing a lot yeah. right now. And I think it's something that's so, I think when you're talking about like how long it takes to sell someone, you know, and stuff like, that builds so much trust is like SMS, you know, and stuff. And like, so yeah, people check their, I need to do you know, that. I have a good open rate on my email, but like SMS, like, I mean, I'm, we're on our phones all damn day. Like whether we're watching YouTube or watching TikTok or we're on Instagram, like we're on our phones and like we see a text, you know, like I, whether it be like a quick tip, like it would be so much easier for me to like, if I found out something about TikTok, like instead of sending out my like TikTok Tuesday emails, I would much rather just like text like real quick and be like oh this updated like here you go like you know like, yeah i want you to know that way but i think that that's something that people don't um like prioritize enough whether on youtube or whatever they are because you know you have to obviously have to build this connection with somebody and you're building the connection with just like the random text like throwing those out there and then it doesn't feel weird when you're like oh also i have a course you know like first you mm -hmm. sign up this it's like oh well like i still want to receive those like motivational texts so i'm not going to unsubscribe you know or anything yeah but, like, also what's this course all about let me check it out you know yeah well and if you throw in there like because I, I remember i was subscribed to a couple of texts like that the problem was they would text really really long and there was a lot of like yeah. creators wanted for this x thing and like well i like the motivational but the ratio outweighed like the co like the benefit there. So if it's like, hey, I have an exclusive offer for you, you can absolutely throw that in. Make those short. Like the, the his their longest texts were the offers. I'm like, yeah. I want to read through this. But if it's like, hey, I have a new course out. It's on pre-sale. If you want to check it out, here you go. And then that's really short. And then all the other ones are like, hey, tip of the day is one or two sentences, whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, like I like this. And I I think you're 100% right. We don't focus on enough might have a software that's set up for text i have not touched it at all so i have a, a note here to go set that up at least for like my podcast episodes or something yeah. like something well it's just like if you decide to start uh, something new or even if like you guest on a podcast episode you know and like you want that mm -hmm. to get listens or like you know or you upload a tiktok video and it's like it was super valuable It'd be like um, like um gee did you see this video i just uploaded what yeah you know and stuff and like I don't know. I think it's a really good way to connect with the audience that isn't just email. Because, like, it's one thing that doesn't have to be that strategic, too, you know? And that's something yeah. that I think we're not used to. It just, like, being YouTubers or TikTok, you know, whatever it is. And, like, sending out emails. Like, emails, I'll sit there for 30 minutes and or even longer and have to write an email, you know, and stuff. And so, <laughs> yeah. writing, like, the fact that I could do something in less than two minutes, like, almost feels like it's too easy. But that's why we don't do yeah. that all the time. It's like when something's too easy, we're like, hold on, this is suspicious. Like, I'm nervous to do this. But I think it's something that, like, you know, we have to emphasize on and, like, actually use to our benefit, you know? 
Yeah, well, I feel like SMS, I don't know if this is a great comparison, but I feel like it's the TikTok of emailing. Like, it's it is. a lot of reach, very easy, like, as long as you figure it out. But, like, yeah. you, it's so so much easier, and Wild you can farm. grow so much faster. Short form, you know, like, you can't, you're not going to be calling people yeah. and leaving them voicemails anymore. So, oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> Let's hop on a sales call. Yeah, no, please. Um, you know, I think that's something that I've, I've been thinking about recently, you know, and stuff and like looking into providers because, you know, I think about just the way that, you know, I feel like we're constantly, constantly motivating people as like, whether we're thought leaders, coaches, whatever we are, it's like, there's always things that people need on a daily basis. And if we're not their coach, like one-on-one, it's hard to give that to them. And like, you obviously still want to see all your people in your circle succeed, you know, and stuff. And a lot of the time, yeah. all it is is motivation, you know, and stuff or like a quick tip or like reminder you know reminder to yeah reminder record a video today like how simple is that you know like and people will yeah. do that like beyond belief like oh my gosh guy like reminded me and like tag you in it then like i made a video because of sky's text today you know like that's what you want yeah. people being like uh, so motivated by you and then they're motivated to learn from you you know not only just motivated but then they're like oh well if she can do this with just a tech like a few words like i want to take her course or i want to work with her personally you know and stuff so i think it's just build yeah. like, a, a, an, like a, a trust. Yeah, oh, I like that a lot. Uh, I think it's super undervalued. I'm gonna, I'm, I learned something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test this out. <laughs> See if we can, I, if we can get that. I have everybody put in their phone numbers, but I haven't sent texts in like a year, so I just need to do that. I just need oh, to okay. send, again. The service is the problem. I used to use Textedly, and I hated it. Yeah. So. Yeah, okay. One. <laughs> I haven't even looked at mine. I know I have it set up. I don't, I don't have to pay. Like I've already paid for it so to yeah. speak, but I'll have to look at it. Um, okay. So two questions. Yeah. What are you struggling with most? Let's start with there. What are you struggling with most on YouTube right now? Consistency. Like, I think that's overall video okay. content for me right now though, just because I'm coming out with a course. So that's like my priority and okay. hadn't had time to create content. Um, but yeah, I would say consistency. Um, after we talked last time, I did record four videos in one sitting and like I, mapped it out to like 20 minutes each like you know i think you said like give a max of like 20 minutes each video and i did that and it yeah. turned out well and then i quickly again i was starting to edit my own videos again because i was having fun with it but then this is separate but i started working with adobe as their content creator and so that's actually like taking up so much of my time which is fine because i love okay. working with them but then i hired a video editor and i had to teach her how to do my style so it was it's been like yeah. back and forth so i felt like i was getting in a good flow because i was like okay four videos every tuesday i got this and then yeah. i had to keep going back and forth with an editor again we're finally getting to the point where there is no back and forth and so i feel like it's better okay but I think it's just recording yeah. videos, sitting down with myself. I think prepping too has always been a problem just because I was on TikTok before. And again, like I haven't really had to prep for anything. I would just sit down on my phone and start talking. And so I think yeah. that's the hard part is thinking ahead because I'm always kind of with TikTok, you have to be present. You have to be like really up to date with everything. And it's hard to be a, like ahead. And so with YouTube, yeah. it is very important to be ahead, you know, in order to stay consistent. So I think that that's like the shift I'm trying to make, but I'm trying to make it with both platforms now, you know, instead of just doing it with one to make it easier for me. So I think it's just finding the right flow that works with me. Like on Sundays, do I put my outlines or on Mondays, can I do my outlines? And then Tuesdays, can I record? And then like how, when can I get the assets, you know, over to my video editor? Because not only when I record the video, is it done? I still have to get my screenshots that I said, you know, and stuff. I still have to watch that whole entire video and find out what she needs. 
So it's just like, yeah. I think setting out certain days and to actually do things and like actually sticking to it because as creators, I think it's really easy to think, oh, this is optional, you know, and it's, it's not optional because if you're not consistent with something, it's never going to happen. So I think it's like shifting yeah. from optional to priority, you know, that's the, the mindset shift that needs to happen. Yeah, no, I think that's, it's hard. It really, really is, especially when you have a new editor. Like I, I'm right now doing that same thing and it's, it's not easy. Sometimes yeah. it's easier than others. Yeah. Um, but one thing, so what I would say for you, one, get a video out every week, even if it's less edited, like the, because of what you do, the content value is more important. And so if you're like, I don't, it's 80% of the way there. I don't love it, but it's going to be okay. Um, just get it out Two, what I would say. Another thing you can do is take one of your course videos, do an intro to it and just say, Hey, I just released a new course. Here is a sneak peek behind the scenes. Here's one of you know, things that I find valuable and share one of those videos for free. And then that's an easy video that you can do for the week um, to get you going. So like if you're backed up right now, it, that will take you 20, 30 minutes at most to be able to record, get going and be able to post this week. But I want to see you post once a week, every week, because you have so much potential to grow on here. And especially having those course sales, like my, my vantage point, I would rather you launch a little late or be a little behind there yeah. and have YouTube going so that you could make sales. Um, cause it, once you get in the flow, you, you've done this with TikTok. Once you get in the flow, like a month or two of consistent uploads, you're not going to miss. Yeah. It's just getting that like initial, <laughs> initial habit going. So yeah, exactly. I need to be consistent for like four weeks and then I'll be fine. And then I'll be like, okay, this yeah. is now my new schedule. But yeah, I think it's harder yeah. when YouTube is a second platform. I think for anybody, just for that reason, it's exciting. Again, the potential yeah. is exciting, but it's like, how do I actually do it? You know, or like not again, I know yeah. I feel like I feel I have the parts but it's just the me, like I'm the problem. You know, it's like, it's not you, it's me. Like that's the problem right now. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, so you have those 20 minute videos to record, send it to your editor, have it back. And if she's like, oh, I'm kind of struggling with this, like it's fine. Like I'll look at it, make sure there's nothing like glaring, but like just post it and then give her feedback for the next time. Because like you said, it is a secondary platform. And so having, you know, a volume of okay work is going to be better than having nothing on there if production value was important to you i would give you a different device yeah production value for you because of what you share for i would say 80 percent of your videos isn't going to be super important if you're doing an editing tutorial on tiktok you you need to get some things right that way they yeah. see what's going on but if you're like here's how i run my business on tiktok and it's literally just talking head and it never changes at all i'm listening to figure out how to run a business on tiktok i don't care if you have great you know, production value. Yeah. So, okay. um, shoot some of those and some, e not that that's easier to talk about how to run a TikTok business, but like, that's the thing that keeps coming to mind. Like you don't need editing on this. You need her to edit out the spaces, the ums, the mess ups, and you're good to go. Kind yeah. of a deal. So, okay. Got it. Got it. so you can do this. You, you're creating so much stinking content. Like I know it's one more thing, but it's going to have a huge upside for you. So yeah. I think that's it's important. Yeah. Um, um, what, is there anything I can do to help support you and make sure you're consistent? I don't know. I think it's, I think even like accountability at this point isn't going to help me. I would say like, oh, message okay. me every week and make sure I'm getting it done. But like, I still, yeah. I but still, you, you know, you're, you keep I, yourself accountable for the most I part. Do. It's just yeah, I know. busy. I'm very, I'm very like aware of what I'm doing and I just, you know, try to get myself to figure it out. But, um, 
Not necessarily. I think I just need to work out a schedule. I've, I've done it with TikTok. You know, like, I again, I think it's it's lacking on all platforms. Again, like I said, I think I just need to find a way yeah. to post on everything without feeling overwhelmed or reduce my work, you know, and stuff. And that's why I hired the video editor and stuff. And I'm sure that'll be less work, obviously, once we get each other's styles and everything. Um, but yeah. right now, it's just, again, it feels like a lot. It's just on me because I'm like, oh, I need to be active on TikTok or Instagram stories. And then I need to post two videos a day because I know that I need to be posting more. But like, also, I want to add value. But also, I want to be live, you know, like, also, I want to post YouTube videos. So it's just a lot, you know, again, it's like, it's just that it's in this. Then I'm recording a course and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sick of hearing my own voice. <laughs> like, I can't. No more. But it is what it is. And I just, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think it's, and this is what I tell people, like, come back and coming back to my why. And I want to help people. And how am I supposed to help people if I'm not on all platforms at that point? Especially, like, yeah. you know, I, I hear, I'm not going to say any names. I hear a lot of people, like, giving tips on TikTok that, like, on YouTube that, like, people don't agree with. And, like, I, you know, and they talk about it on TikTok. Like, people will be like, why is this person giving tips and it's not right? And I'm like, okay, but we're not on TikTok, so who are we to talk? Like, nobody's on there teaching about this, you know? Then we need to teach yeah. about it. Like, you know, so I think I just really need to see myself as, like, the person to step up, you know, and, like, actually do it because I don't want to be all talk. I don't want to be like, oh, that's not right. But, like, oh, you can't find me on YouTube, though, so good luck. <laughs> you know, like, good luck if you don't have TikTok. So, yeah. You know, just trying to help people all over. Yeah, when well, I think it's so how I see things going in the future. This could totally be wrong. TikTok, I think, is going to take over the geolocation search mm-hmm. like feature. So best restaurant, best haircut, like all of those things, it's going to dominate. YouTube can't do that. TikTok can. Mm-hmm. YouTube's going to dominate the how do I do this? How do I learn this? Like the, tutor- the education uh-huh. type search. Like it's two different. It's both search, but they're two different types of search. Yeah. Could be totally wrong. There could be some overlap there. I don't know. Like TikToks, I see them working at that, but like I feel like YouTube's already dominating that. So smart move would be to do what they do well. Um, so if you can have some of these topics on YouTube that are searchable, like you said, like people are trying to learn it on TikTok, but it's really hard to find, you're going to show up and you're going to dominate there. Like if you have to sacrifice TikTok lives or Instagram as a platform entirely or whatever you have to do to make it like your number two so tiktok is your main posts and your stories and then youtube's after that like focus on one or two things that work really well i think it's gonna be worth it for you in the long run i i have this problem as well where i was like i literally was posting on tiktok youtube youtube shorts linkedin twitter instagram like facebook reels like literally everywhere i'm like okay whoa, whoa. what are the two things that are actually working yeah linkedin youtube <laughs> Those two things are working well. I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend all my time there and all my extra, because my extra time's eaten up by other things. Like, yeah. you, you don't have extra time. Um, so for me, I feel like I'm missing out sometimes on some of these other things, but focusing there has been more than anything just a huge stress or relief. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm getting about the same effort or the same results from doing that, um, but the stress is so much less. So I think if you can find the couple of things that, really move the needle for you and focus yeah. on those um i think it'll do really well yeah so. I'm focus on that i need to do i need to do it more and I, need to, I just need to be able to hand off things i think but um yeah delegate right, well, more maybe I, hire like a executive assistant i need one 
Um, all right. Well, I have another coaching call right now, yeah. so I'm going to have to head okay. out. But thank right. you. If you have any, I'm going to send yeah. you the login for the course and everything. So if you have any questions or okay. feedback, give me all the feedback. I really enjoy all of my coaching sessions. This one was no exception. I absolutely love helping creators and business owners grow their YouTube channels, make more money, make more sales, and make an impact with your YouTube content because it is such a powerful tool. Now, there were a few takeaways that I think are important here. Number one, your video length has a purpose. So if you're trying to create videos that get people to watch your video podcast, you want to be creating clips that are longer than just a few minutes. You want 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, if you're going to create shorter clips, whether that's a clip of the video podcast or that's a dedicated video that you create separate from that. If you're creating videos in the four to six minute range and then you're expecting people to take a jump from that into a one to two hour podcast, it's not going to happen nearly as easily if someone will listen to a 15 to 20 minute video. Now that brings us into takeaway number two. One of the questions that was asked is shorts. And I met with Evan Carmichael recently. I did ask about shorts and he said that shorts really aren't great for the purpose of getting people to watch your video podcast. If you just want views, if you just want subscribers that probably don't translate into longer form content or don't translate into them being your clients or purchasing your courses, shorts are absolutely a great way to grow your numbers on YouTube, but maybe not the greatest way long-term to impact your channel and to be able to impact your ability to scale your business. Now, the next takeaway is it's more important to be consistent than it is to edit your video for a few more hours. If you're listening to this, I hope you have a video editor so you don't have to do the video editing because as a thought leader, as a business leader, as someone who is trying to educate people, a longer video does not need to be highly polished. There are a few instances where it does, and we mentioned this in the video. One of the things that I try to do is help you to make better looking and better sounding videos. Likely you've already been podcasting for a while, so I don't need to help you a ton there, but video production is important to me. And so if my videos don't look great and don't sound great, it's really hard for you to trust me as the YouTube video podcasting expert. So for me, it does make sense to edit these a little bit more, to have a little bit more intention in my production value. But for you, the content and what you're actually teaching matters way more than how your video looks or sounds. Don't get me wrong, the production value or how your video looks and sounds is important, but not nearly as important as you continually putting out good content to be able to grow your audience and make an impact. So next week, we have Fanny Dunnigan coming on the show. She is a LinkedIn expert. So if you want to grow your network on LinkedIn, grow your business even faster, you're going to want to watch that one. So I'll see you on Monday. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.